27 away from four here on Running It Straight. Thanks for joining us uh, either on the radio or listening live on the app or on Facebook or YouTube. You can text us on double eight double three. Those will all come through to us as well. Uh, we're going to preview this weekend's game between the Sharkies and the Warriors. It's on Sunday evening uh, at Points Bet Stadium in Sydney. Uh, we will have the call live here on SENZ, uh, build up from around about 5.30. You've got the sixth place Sharks taking on the fourth place Warriors. The Sharks are heavy, heavy favourites. In fact, are so heavy that this reminds me of the Warriors of the last few years, really. They're at $3. Um, when you look at the teams, you'd say they're pretty evenly matched. The only caveat in that being the performance of the Sharks on the weekend. They're really the only team that had a massive blowout, 40 points to eight over the Dragons. Nico Hines doing what Nico Hines does and just absolutely running the show, Kimby. So you look at these two sides that have been named for this weekend. I'll just quickly run through the uh, the Warriors team. Charles O'Clock said at fullback, Edward Cossey and Marcelo Montoya, the two wingers. Then Viliami Valia and Adam Pompey stay in the centres. Ronald Volkman comes in at 5'8", uh, replacing Tamari Martin, who's out with the uh, HIA. Sean Johnson, uh, the number seven. Uh, the front rowers are Bunty Afal, Wade Egan, Adam Fanor Blake. So good to have Wade Egan back in the team. Uh, Jackson Ford, Marata Niakore in the second row, Torhu Harris is the lock, so uh, relatively unchanged apart from Wade the side that took on the Bulldogs, then the bench Dylan Walker, Bailey Siren and Jazz Tavanga, Tom Ali, so few changes but relatively consistent from Andrew Webster Yeah look I don't think Torhu will play I think there'll be you know, a, a, a late withdrawal of Torhu out of that side, I'm expecting possibly uh, Jazz Tavanga to go to that third position and, and Curran to come onto the bench. Uh, the real change for me is Ronald Volkman in around the back of Sean Johnson here. Like There is a, a big um, dist- a distant um, shot of form between first grade and second grade in this competition and whether or not he can do what Tamari Martin is. It's really about showing up and make sure you're playing a really solid game and staying in it for that 80 minutes. Uh, up against a side you know that has... Absolutely on fire. Britain, uh, Britain Nakora across um, on the Cronulla side, the lines that he ran on the weekend against Nic- Nicholas Hines was something I loved watching it. It was mm. old school. He was very, very good. Nico Hines is something very special. You know, if he doesn't play Origin this year, um, there's something wrong with that. The kids just keeps on getting better and better. But they're going to have to really dig deep this week. I think they'll have. They're, like like I said to you, no Tamari. Then of course you got no Mitch Barnett, no Tohu. Now you're starting to talk about injuries taking um, taking its toll. Mm. And of course going over there against Cronulla, they're hot on the back of this one against St George. Um, you know we've got to stick with them as best we can for long periods of time and not let them get too far away. If they start to play the type of football they played against St George. So the Sharks team named on Tuesday named uh, yeah last night William Kennedy as the fullback, Siona Katoa, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo on the wings, Jesse Ramian and uh, Siosifa Talakai on the centres, Matt Moylan, Nico Hines in the halves. Then you've got Toby Rudolph, Blake Braley and Braden Hamlin Newelli in the front row, Britta Nakora, uh, Tay Walton and Dale Fanukin filling out the back row. And then uh, on the bench and I. Think I think if the Warriors don't have uh, one of the best interchanges in the competition, Kempi, I think the Sharks are actually pretty close. Cameron McInnes, Royce Hunt, Jack Williams and Braden Trindle uh, coming off the interchange. So uh, what do you reckon this weekend? Where where do the Warriors have to sharpen up from what you saw against the Bulldogs? Talked about the middle and the Sharks uh, do have a pretty strong middle as well. But is it, is it going to be out the back? Is it going to be containing Nico Hines and, and stopping that back line, which is, is potent really? Yeah, the only way you're going to stop Nico Hines is if you stop their middle. Okay, so they and you're dead right. Their bench is just as lethal as the players that start on that game, and um, 
if if they don't get into the, I guess, the grind with them straight away, Nico Hines gets across the advantage line. He is such a different player when he's playing off the front foot than he is having to play back from uh, the line when you see him being put under pressure, as we have done last year through those top teams. Uh, I, look, if they don't uh, uh, go, if, well, put it this way, if they play like they did against Canterbury, they won't beat the Sharks. All right, they need to win the middle of the park. It's vitally important. Can they do it? Well, I think Wade Egan bringing him back in a hooker. I think uh, that was one of the, the things that they missed on the weekend was the direction and keeping them. I think why they're going so well in at, um, the middle at the moment is because Wade Egan is getting that direction and keeping them uh, moving forward and, and jumping out a hook and bringing players onto the football. If they don't do that well on the weekend, then look out. Yeah, Richard's actually said Kempe the Wise have had slow starts in every game and their defence and resolve has got them through. Do you think it's essential to start well if they beat the Sharks? He basically said, yep, if they if they come out too slow, they'll they'll get run off the park. And and he said that, didn't he? Like he said that again, if you listen to the post match comments of uh the coach Andrew Webster, he said once again our slow start, you know, it's costing us went they went down eight eight points in the first eight minutes and had to fight their way back in through that game, didn't get it to the last 10. So you don't want to be in that sort of battle with these guys here. You know, no. They get out to a jump, that's what I mean. Yeah. You've got to be in it right from the get-go. Yeah, you can't do that for 25, 26 rounds in a season. We, we, we've talked about that too. So, look, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think um, now I'm going into all of these games, Kempe, thinking that, Sure, the Warriors are a chance. Um, you know, they, we, we've seen the potential that they've got in there rather than thinking it's a foregone conclusion. And when we looked at the schedule at the start, and I keep coming back to this, you know, we only picked two or three wins of the first sort of 10 games. So the fact that they're sitting where they are holds them in really, really good stead. Um, do you want to throw out a prediction for us? Be honest. Uh, I'm, I am being honest. I think I think they're up against it this weekend. I think Cronulla, on the back of uh, Nico Hines being back on the side and the confidence they got out of that last game, are going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, I'm not... I'm not uh, going too far against it, the Warriors and the effort and the way that they put in their effort over the first first month. I'm expecting them to do the, exactly the same, but they've got three very, very good players out of the side. I don't expect Tohu to play, which will add to Mitch Barnett and Tamori Martin missing. Uh, so it's about someone else stepping up here. And, uh, you know, Dylan Walker, Bailey Surin, and I think Jazz Tavago will start, and Tom Alley need very big games to keep them in it. Well, just before we go to a break, and we're going to cover off some of the other big games round five coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow night uh, with the Eels and the Roosters, which is a very, very good game. The Eels coming off their first one of the season. But a text in here that says, how much of the result uh, was the Sharks and how much was it St. George sucking? And, and I mean, the Dragons, I said at the beginning of the season, wooden spoon favourites, they they are in all sorts. Um that's a good question, that, Kempe. How much of it was the Sharks? How much of it was the Dragons? Yeah, I think the second half, they, they threw the talent, definitely, St. George. But, you know, it's it's not about whether they threw the talent. It's when that effort is needed to stay in the fight, if it drops to a certain level, then you've got players on the other side of the pitch that will actually make you pay. And in this case, that's what Cronulla did. And I think um, that effort across 80 minutes, if ever we needed one in the first Half a dozen eight rounds, it's against this Cronulla side. I reckon this here is a benchmark game. It yeah, gives you a really, a really good look at actually where the Warriors are because Cronulla are coming off a very good one. It's at home. Um, you know, they've played quite well against them in the past, the Warriors. Uh, whether or not they can stay in this one for 80 minutes is, is the real question. But if they do and they do get the win, I reckon this is the benchmark game. Then people are going to start to take things seriously. Yeah, you're spot on. Litmus test uh, for the Warriors this Sunday at 6 o'clock. Uh, we will take a short break here on SCNZ. We're going to talk through some of the other big games coming up this weekend. If you want to have your say or give us a text, uh, 8833. 